Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Do you want your own Supercoach Championship ring? Well, head to supercoachchampion.com right now where there's a fantastic deal for all Jock Reynolds listeners. Use the code JR2021 to get free same-day delivery. So that is JR2021 at supercoachchampion.com to get your own Supercoach Championship ring for your league this year in Supercoach. G'day community and welcome back to the Jock Reynolds Pocket Podcast Series. Today we are looking at the Western Bulldogs and their Supercoach fortunes for 2021. And joining me is Foz. How you doing, mate? Good, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad. And Azza is also here. How you going, mate? Fantastic, Damo. Ready to put together another Pocket Profile. And just to refresh your memories, we go through the locks, the knocks, the bolters, the breakouts, the rookies, the traps, and the passes. Some of these headings do overlap a little bit, but that's all right. We're here, and we're going to get straight into it. Foz, who is your lock at the Western Bulldogs? Uh, A little bit controversial, but I'm locking in one of the Bulldogs midfielders, the newest member, uh, Adam Trelaw. I just think that he's their only pure midfielder. Like Bont, Dunkley, Smith can all go forward. McRae pushed onto a wing like we saw early last season and didn't score particularly well. But Adam Trelaw can't play any other position. He's a new recruit. I imagine they're just going to put him straight into the guts and just let him do his thing. Yeah, I completely agree. He's probably one of the least versatile midfielders that they have at that club at the moment. Um, Azza, who's your lock? Well, again, controversially, no one. This is a team that I really cannot pick a lock for, and it's probably going to fall a bit, you know, flow into a, uh, my knocks because when you've got a midfielder that's now contains Bond and Pelly, Lockie Hunter, Adam Trelaw, Tom Libertore, Josh Dunkley, Jack McRae, it's just going to be insane. I mean, there's so much raw talent, there's so much power, there's so much super coach points there. There's too much uncertainty, and they can't all fit into that midfield. So for me, there's just not one person you can lock anymore because we just don't know what Bevo is going to be throwing at us on a weekly basis. And it's just going to be too hard for super coaches to really just lock in one player from the Western Bulldogs. For me, I can't pick one. Luke Beveridge definitely does love his midfielders being flexible in where they play. Um, my lock is Jack McRae. Even when he played on the wing, he still scored quite well. Um He's probably a little bit overpriced, but he never went below 85 last season and only dropped below 90 in that final game against the Dockers where, to be honest, the game was sewn up pretty early. So he's my lock, but I do... There is an asterisk next to that lock because, as as I said, you don't really know where they're going to play from game to game. We'll move on to the knocks, and if you don't mind, guys, I'm going to go first here. My knock is Josh Dunkley. I I know that they convinced him to stay after requesting a trade, but 
I don't know if part of that was convincing him to stay and he'll play full-time mid or if they convinced him to stay through other means and I'd hate to pick him and he ends up as a ruckman or in the back pocket or something and play in some stupid position for the year and I know lots of people have him locked in, but he's not someone who I've been able to take for my team just yet. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that one, Damo. Um, I think that 2021 can go one of two ways for for Dunkley. And the first way is that Bev will pamper him, play him in the midfield and and try and keep him beyond uh, this coming season. The other way is that Bev will do exactly what Clarko did to Buddy Franklin in 2013 and just wait for his departure, ride him off essentially now and just play him as a half forward or, or in a position that's not really what he wants to play in. Because I don't think, from from what everyone's been, what the rumour mill that started around um, Dunkley when he was requesting a trade, it's not the positional thing so much. It's more just he doesn't want to be at the footy club anymore. So whether that's, you know, playing him in the midfield is going to keep him in the side, I think it's probably almost written off at this stage that Dunkley's going to be at Essendon or another club in 2022. We might see a, you know, a Tom Papley situation where he does change his mind. But uh, I probably doubt that a change of position is really going to do that for him. So I don't know if he'll, uh, if Bev, Bev will uh, try and play him in, in that midfield and, and give him the minutes that he wants. Just while you're there, Foz, who's your knock? Uh, Josh Dunkley, didn't you tell? I just had to confirm. And as are yours? Yeah, look, as I mentioned before, it's the entire Western Bulldogs midfield. Bont, Hunter, Trelaw, Libba, Dunkley, McRae, the whole lot. They're all my knocks. There's just too much uncertainty. And we know that the team selection is going to be flexible, as you mentioned, Damo. We're going to be having players play out of position, which really isn't promising for a super coach. So it's the entire midfield for me, not just the one person. But... It is very going to be interesting to see how that plays out with Bevo and the Western Bulldogs. I do like the looks of Trelaw. Um, I you know do like what you know Bont's been uh, Bont and Pelly's been able to offer for many seasons. Same with McRae in the in the recent few. But no, nah, look at this stage. There's just no way that I could be able to pick pick any of them um, solidly. Azza, let's get you off that fence. Do you have a bolter for me? A bolter, I sure do. This is actually one I do have. Steph Martin might be a little bit of a controversial pick, but the dogs have obviously picked him for a number of reasons. They did say in um, the off-season that they picked him up for a bit of an on-field, off-field 50-50 role. So, you know, some games to complement Tim English, but some games just to really help development, um, given Tim English is the long-term rock prospect for the Western Bulldogs. But if Steph Martin puts in quite a number of good games in the preseason, puts together some really solid efforts, and he's already said himself he's in you know some career-best um, conditioning, that if he puts in some really fantastic games, we might see him round one, and Tim English gets thrown into a different position. We know Bevo's done that to other players. There's no reason why it couldn't be done to... Tim English, and I know, oh, fair, Foz um, was mentioning that uh, Tim English uh, started his career as a wingman, and I'm sure he can talk more about this, but uh, it is going to be really one interesting one to see. But for me, Steph Martin is my bolter. You know, I think you would agree there, Foz. Uh, absolutely. He's, he's my bolter as well. Uh, I think that the Bulldogs finally, or well, not finally, but have a genuine ruckman that they can play, whether it's week in, week, week out, or, or rotating him through it, it's not too clear just yet. Uh, but as I, I was saying, sort of off air, and, and as you've mentioned just now, Tim English was a, a wingman, a light framed wingman when he was in a, as, as a junior footballer, you know, and he put on a bit of size and obviously grew a fair bit and 
as he's gone through and become a senior footballer, he's now in that ruck position where he's playing an, an interesting role because he's not built out like a big ruckman, like a, you know, he's not, I know Max Gorn's probably not the strongest ruckman, but he's definitely not like a Steph Martin and he's not, um, you know, completely built out just yet, but he's playing more like a Brody Grundy style role who can you know, gathers plenty of disposals, moves around the ground really well. Um, so putting him on a wing is probably going to make a lot of mismatches for the Bulldogs working their advantage. He's still got a great tank. He can move around the ground really well. Um, and he's got pretty good decision-making and decent skills for a big man. So putting him up on the wing is a little bit different, especially considering they've got so many midfielders that will probably need to rotate through the wings. Um, but he'd also be a really good, you know, valuable centre-half back or a half-back flank intercept role position. So I wouldn't mind English in that that sort of position, uh, which would leave that ruck option open for uh, for Steph Martin, who is a genuine ruckman, as we said. My bolter comes with a little bit of an asterisk, but it is Bailey Smith. Um, he would have been so much better if he had kept his forward eligibility for this season, but I still believe that he is a chance to raise his average by a at least 8 to 10 points. Um, he went from 78 to 92 in 2020, so a 14-point increase, and I feel like even if he does get pushed out of that in midfield to play somewhere else, he can raise that average just based on the type of player that he is. He gut runs as Foz, you were talking about off, off, off air. And um, he can just seems to find the ball and find space. And he's, I guess the word is he's t- tenacious. He definitely, he, he wants the ball and he knows what he needs to do with it once he, once he has it. Yeah, I think that's probably a good pick. At, you know, as you said, we were talking about it off air, is that he just loves to run and he loves to work hard. And um, I guess that's coming out of his draft year. Everything that everyone really talks about was just the fact that he worked really hard, harder than anyone else in his draft class. So hopefully we can continue to see that. I, I don't know if he's going to really increase in points, especially with Trelaw coming in. I don't know if he's got that midfield role again this coming season but if he does get that midfield role or even put him onto a wing something like that he could definitely score I reckon around 100 points but probably not going to be in that top 10 top 15 midfielders by season's end but definitely one that's a bit of a pod a bit of a value selection if he if he plays well Bailey Smith is probably more of a draft selection if you can get him one of your drafts yeah, than a than, than a classic selection, but we, st- we still think that he's going to raise his average by about eight to 10 points this season. So he's going to make you a bit of money if you have to select him. We'll move on to the breakouts now. I know we had a little bit of difficulty with this um, off air, but I think we've all settled on someone. Azza, who have you got? Yeah, this is actually a really challenging one. Obviously, um, as we've talked about off air, that there's just so much talent in the Western Bulldogs team and there's just not really anyone that looks to be firming for a breakout, but the one player that I really gravitated towards, and I know I was a big fan of him last year, was uh, Bailey Williams. Um, we got a bit of a taste of it, a bit of a breakout um, in 2020, and I'm t- really tipping that he's going to go to another level in 2021. He averaged 84.2 across the season, and he's really now firmly entrenched in that dog's defense. In previous years, he was in and out and really had a chance to really nail down a role last season and managed to get the 17 out of 17 games, which is fantastic to see. He plays a good role in Supercoach, and it's a Supercoachly friendly role, and I think there's real uh, potential there for him to go a bit further into 2021, and I would be thinking 90-plus really out, isn't out of reach for someone like Bailey Williams. What about you, Damo? Who's your breakout? 
My breakout won't start the season um, in the side because he's injured at the moment. But with Toby McLean out with his ACL injury, Mitch Hannon, who they brought over from Melbourne, is a real chance to step into that Toby McLean role where he has midfield minutes, forward pocket minutes, wing minutes, you know, the standard beverage salad of positions. <laughs> but I think he's a good chance to really raise his, his, his average and break out into that player that he he, he was at Footscray before he um, got selected by Melbourne in the draft. Foz, who's your breakout? Uh, mine is a, a little different and it, it relies on him playing in a very specific position and that's Riley West. Uh, he spent a lot of time in the forward line for the Bulldogs as they tried to find pieces that would work in that Ford 50 last season. And and I don't think he's really truly settled down there. Only played, I think it was five games for the year. So probably not the best selection if he's playing in the forward line. But uh, he's another one who could be put onto a wing. And I, I feel like this is, what, the third player I've mentioned that could potentially play a wing role. And obviously Lockie Hunt is playing one. And so there's only one person who's going to fill that wing position this year. But I think if Riley West can nail down at least some minutes on the wing, it, he'd be really uh, quite a valuable selection. That I think it's two hundred eighty thousand um, dollars. You know, just has an elite sort of skill set, like really good by foot, really good by hand, but also great IQ and can really use the ball nicely. So if he gets that role, which you know he may not, he may end up playing in the forward line. He may not even be in the team. Who knows? But if he can locked down you know some minutes on the wing he'd be he'd be pretty valuable i like it i like it we'll move on to the rookies now western bulldogs played the most amount of players in 2020 with 40 so they really explored their list so there wasn't a lot to choose from in this category i assume both of you boys went for jamara yugel hagen correct if we have to, yes. I've gone for someone a bit different. I was a huge fan of him in his draft year until he did his ACL, and he's probably not going to be ready for AFL football until the middle of this season. But Riley Garcia, he was a small midfielder, forward pocket type, who was probably going to be a top 20, top 30 selection in his draft year before he did his injury. Uh, the Bulldogs ended up getting him for a pick in the 60s or 70s, and I thought if this guy gets his body right, the Bulldogs have found themselves a gem. And if he gets his chance during season 2021, I would jump on. No, I think that's fair enough, to, um, Damo. Out of interest, Foz, what do you reckon Jamara Eugle Hayen will uh, average in 2021? Oh, well, he's a you know key forward. If he plays in the forward line, and assuming he plays almost every game that he's available for, he'd probably... You know, anywhere between probably 55 and 65. I don't have high expectations for him. There's going to be a week where he kicks three or four goals and looks fantastic and probably scores 110 points. But then there's going to be other weeks where he's got, you know, a Goliath right next to him and limiting him to two touches and 25 points. So uh, there has been talk that he's, you know, been training in the preseason off the halfback flank, which intrigues me a little bit more than as a key forward. Um, But I still don't think that, you know, he's your number one, selection he's you know your prized asset playing where he's you know being i guess what people say born to play as a key forward and he's if he's the second coming of buddy like everyone says he should be played as a forward not as a backman yeah he's going to be one of those players where he's going to be a very good player in due time but probably not as a rookie selection especially the elevated price 207k to begin the season we'll move to our traps as a who is your trap 
Who's going to trap us? Well, Damo, I think you already know who this is because I'm possibly stealing your answer as uh, we discussed off air. But for me, it's Lockie Hunter. Uh, he's priced over 600000 and only had from the nine games uh, averaged 115, which doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, we look at his scores throughout the season. There, there was a bit of value there, but I mean, uh, at that price, given what's around him as well, there's just no way I would be picking him in. There's no way I'd recommend um, anyone else picking him. And I think you would agree with that, Damo. Yeah, 100% agree. He's got a really nice ceiling, but he's also got a really horrible floor. So he one week he can come out and score you 170, and then the next week he'll score you 35. So he's really not the consistent um, sort of player that we want, especially if we're going to be forking out more than 600k for him. Foz, who's your trap? My trap is one of my favourite Supercoach players over the last two years, and that's Jack McRae. Um, I just think with all the talent that's in the the Bulldogs midfield that we've been talking about this whole podcast, is I just don't see how anyone can really take the reins and score super consistently like he has in the past. Um, whether he's playing in the midfield or playing in a different position, I guess that remains to be seen, and we'll, I guess we'll find that out in due course, but uh, he's a he's a player who's very expensive. He's the most expensive Bulldogs midfielder, you know, that they've got. I just don't see how forking out six hundred and fifty k or whatever it is for him is really a smart decision because at the end of the day, there's going to be better value at, at other clubs in other teams, you know, where blokes are either one or two midfielders deep rather than being five or six premium midfielders deep. So it's probably just not the one for me to start at least. He might come out of the box absolutely firing or he could dip in price and you could get him a bit cheaper down the line. But I just don't think it's 650K, you know, you could go Clayton Oliver who averaged a little bit more. He's a little bit more priced, but he's not really contending with five or six other midfielders for those points. I, well, I had him as, as, as my lock, but you do raise a very good point with all of that. Um, we'll move on to our passes. So these are players that we're not really considering and we wouldn't really consider anyway. My pass is Mitch Wallace. I don't even know if this bloke is going to be in the best 22 for the Bulldogs this season. Jeez, that's stiff. He was playing out of the goal square in 2020 and he actually did quite a good job, but with the players that they've acquired in the off season, I don't know where he's going to fit in 2021. Um, as a who's your pass? Oh, look, I'm I'm taking the obvious route here. Toby McLean out for the season with an ACL. There's just no way super coaches should be picking him. And look, to be honest, even if he was fit and firing, he still would be my pass. He's always been that uh, perennial tease, and he would tease us a number of seasons ago, looking to push into the midfield. I know I got burnt by that, and um, look, there's just absolutely even if he was fit, there'd be no chance of that happening. Um, yeah. I mean, he's just one of those players that'll just burn you, and he's burnt me in the past, and that I, I, he's on my forever pass list, unfortunately. And Foz, who's your pass? Uh, my pass is a little bit uh, controversial. It's Marcus Bontempelli. I just don't think that... I think he's the most versatile midfielder out of all the Bulldogs midfielders. Um, I just don't see how... You know, if they do decide to play Dunkley in the midfield, you know, in that role that he probably wants... Um, They've got to put someone forward, and, and Bontempelli is the most obvious choice um, to play that sort of Dustin Martin style role um, that they is relatively successful at the at the Tigers. They've won obviously a few flags off it, um, but I just think that he's probably the most likely to play that role. So for me, that it's a hard pass on this year, at least until Dunkley or someone else leaves. 
that midfield group. Well, there you have it, everyone. So we've gone through our locks, our knocks, our bolters, our breakouts, our rookies, our traps, and our passes. Thank you, Azza and Foz, for joining me for this podcast. Pleasure. No worries. Happy to be here. And we'll see you in the next one, community.